Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg. Podcast. More about Mike and the entire team at guardingyournestegg.com. As an average investor, the financial headlines, they're not giving me much confidence, Mike. I mean, some companies have announced layoffs and hiring freezes. Inflation just plain old sucks. Credit card balances, they're up. And from what I've read, September has historically been dicey for markets. But most importantly, according to the National Association of Business Economics, 72% of economists expect an economic downturn by the middle of 2023. 20% believe the economy is already in a recession. So for investors that are close to or already in retirement, what can they do to best protect their nest egg, guard it, if you will, Mm -hmm. besides just cashing out, putting it under the mattress and not telling anybody? This year has been tough for people. There's a lot of uncertainty. And we started off the year with a lot of optimism. Not us at Talon or on the Guardianistic Radio Show. We were actually pessimistic for kind of the first time in over a decade. But there was optimism in markets in the sense that people were talking about, well, hey, it'll be a great year. And hey, this is going to happen. COVID's not as bad. COVID's not as bad. Things are going to get back to normal. And, And it just started to... Uh, putter out, right? So the first six months weren't great. We had a a nice July. We believe we are in a bear market. Unlike some other people out there, I do believe in the technical definition of a recession, two quarters of uh, pullback in GDP. There is some confusion around the recession in the sense that uh, there is a pullback in GDP, but employment numbers are are pretty hot right now. Obviously, that's where where the argument, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, comes into play. But if I'm retired or, or close to it and I'm looking to protect my nest egg, it's very hard to commit to typical or customary investments. So for somebody, customary might mean, well, I've got my 401k, and inside that 401k, I have uh, mutual funds, or I'm working with an investment advisor that uh, is, is telling me, well, hey, listen, you've got a diversified portfolio. Markets don't always go up. They don't always go down. But if you hang in there, eventually it'll work out. I know from personal experience, this is a very, very stressful time. For people particularly closer to retirement because they're seeing volatility they remember what it felt like the last time markets took a big hit so think of 2008 right through mm-hmm. uh, about march of 2009 that was very painful but technically less painful if let's say you were 50 in 08 to 09 and now you're 12 13 years older so let's say you're in your low to mid 60s now And you remember how bad that was, and you remember how happy you were when your portfolio eventually got back its losses. And then you remember how good it felt when you got above those values and you sort of reached maybe all-time highs in late 2021. And then pretty much you've just watched it start to evaporate, it's a strong word, but we're just sort of whittling down at your portfolio value for a lot of people out there. Maybe as much as 20% of those values has Mm -hmm. eroded. It's a lot more meaningful. And the fact that it's meaningful is it's starting to affect your potential lifestyle in retirement. So if you had a million dollars set aside in your retirement account at work, let's say in December of 2021, if you're turning around and looking at that right now, and it's it's now $800,000, well, a million dollars is a lot of money and Mm $800,000 is still a lot of money. But having $800,000 work for you throughout retirement versus a million, it's changed. And there's also a a big psychological shift there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we kind of get to the point where a lot of people that are retired or close to it 
maybe never pictured themselves as millionaires. True. And then they are millionaires on paper. It and makes them feel weird to even you know, look at that and know even that. Even look at that. And it's, it's this back and forth. So before we get into, well, how would you take that money and live off of it for the rest of your life? We have to talk about in this environment, how do we protect it? And so what I would say to people about protecting or guarding their nest eggs is, well, if I'm working through a retirement account at work, you need to understand what the most conservative option is there. Uh, and that doesn't mean bonds. Uh, bonds could potentially hurt you when interest rates are going up. If you're working with a financial advisor that's telling you to hang in there and it doesn't feel quite right, uh, you should probably make a phone call. Find out what other investment options are out there available to you. We don't like hang in there. Uh, we like active management. I, if the indicators are that markets are likely to do poorly, why would you want to hang in there? True. Uh, so I, I just don't think that makes sense. Then the other thing that, that we're getting a lot of calls about, so I would invite more people to call if they're interested, is most investors, not all investors, but in my experience, most investors aren't aware of investment options that do well if markets do poorly. They're technically referred to as inverse investments. It means, well, I can invest in the S&P 500 in a way that if the S&P is going down, I'm doing the opposite of that or inverse, I'm going up. Or if the S&P is going up, I'm going down. We're getting a lot of calls about that because nobody ever, it's not that it's a a secret. It's that those listeners haven't been exposed to it. And shame on their financial advisor if they haven't at least educated them on it. I mean, maybe if you knew about it, maybe that's how you would want to be invested. So, so that's how I view things. When we sit down and do a complete financial plan, our goal isn't initially to convert that person to a client. We would love it if you were would become a client, right? Mm -hmm. But our goal is to make you an informed investor, help you make informed decisions. And if we can do that and you happen to choose to work with us, that's fantastic. Mike, you were just explaining how sometimes people aren't aware of options, these inverse options and, and other things that you talk to clients about. Just before today's show, you were reaching out to someone that had some questions. A, you never stop working. B, you were mentioning, I believe it was this inverse option. I didn't really get all the details, but I heard you say the sentence well, I know that that is what you currently have, and no offense to your current advisor, he or she probably just wasn't aware of these options to offer them to you. They are available. Would you like to sit down and go through the whole process? And I think the ultimate answer was yes. Mm -hmm. But you take so much pride in making sure people have the right information. And I know the rest of the fiduciary financial advisors do the same at Talon. Well, I, I think most of the decisions that people make that they would view themselves as mistakes. Um, because this guy it, it's said... It's usually lack of information. He said, and I accidentally could kind of hear, you didn't have it all the way to your ear, um, mm -hmm. that he may not have done his due diligence when he got into this particular investment. Well, that, he, yeah, he had felt like he, you know, he was kind of blaming himself a little bit. Exactly. Uh, as, as an advisor, I would blame the other advisor, but that's not. But you, you didn't. Know, at the same time, I didn't. No, but I, I believe it's the advisor's job to do that, not the client's job. Uh, he was very nice in saying, well, maybe I should have looked into it more. Listen, you know what you know, or you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so an advisor should be taking the time to explain to you what all of the investment options are. The advisor's not always going to be right, but if they can help you make an informed decision, I think that's going to make a big difference moving forward. So I think most mistakes 
are based off of lack of information and shame on the advisor if they didn't provide it to you. You know me, and I like this term at the end of the day, make sure you inform yourself. And if you don't feel like you got all the information you need, we'd be happy to try to get it for you. What I really appreciated overhearing was that you took the high road. You didn't say, well, gosh, your advisor really isn't doing all the things here she needs to do. You said, <laughs> well, they just you may know, not know all of If you don't have anything options. nice to say, Kristen, exactly. you, you your really mama shouldn't raised say you anything. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you would like to ask questions of a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor, find out about inverse options and other things that could possibly benefit your situation in retirement, guardingyournestag.com. Well, September is the time when the pumpkins begin to appear for fall. And dating back to 1928, the S&P has fallen an average of 0.6% in September after a down August, while the Dow has dipped 0.3% and the NASDAQ dropped 1%. This is according to Dow Jones market data. But... I'm sure it's different every single year, Mike. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, it's too early to say whether this month will follow that typical playbook or not. But volatile markets have a way of reminding all of us that we might be taking on too much risk with certain investments. And that's something that Warren Buffett's been warning us about for years. You know, you don't find out who's been swimming naked until the tide goes out. And... uh... (laughs) No offense to Warren Buffett. He is so smart, it's not even funny. But when someone says swimming naked, you picture that Mm -hmm. person naked, and that's awkward for me right now. (laughs) That's all I know to say. If I'm thinking it, I have to say it. Anyway, Warren Buffett's smart man. He's got a point there. When that tide goes out, that's when we all know what's going on. What would you say to someone who's feeling a little overexposed in this up-and-down market we're in? Well, that's what the first thing I was going to say, and I'm glad you pointed it out, right? What he was getting there is just you're, you're overexposed. You're taking, and when it comes to investing, that means you're taking too much risk. And September, I get it. We were talking about how people like numbers, right? Or people like patterns. And there is a little bit of a pattern. So more often than not, September can be down, but that doesn't mean it's down all the time. So when we get numbers like, well, you know, 0.6% for the S&P or 0.3% down for uh, the Dow or 1% down for the NASDAQ. To me, that just means, well, the Dow is all large cap stocks, so it's going to have less volatility. The S&P is sort of a combination weighted towards large stock, but it's got a lot more companies, so it's going to have more volatility. And the NASDAQ is lots of technology, so it's going to be more volatile. So I'm not surprised that the NASDAQ would be off more than, say, the Dow or the S&P, but that's where I get nerdy about investing and stuff. Our clients don't necessarily need to hear about all of that, but they would like to know whether or not they're too exposed right now Mm -hmm. when it comes to these markets. So I think, and here we are a little bit into September, I, I, I don't think September is going to be a good month. I didn't think August was going to be a good month. I wasn't. Yeah, that one, right, uh, for sure. yeah, I wasn't overly surprised that July was was a pretty good month, just because markets don't go straight down. You know, July was pretty good. People started to think, "Oh, wow, this is great. Uh, we're getting back some of our losses from the first half of the year." But you could say that markets aren't always going down. So when they start talking, about, well, "Well, we're in a bear market, but we got a rally," uh, that's not uncommon. So, again, it wouldn't be uncommon necessarily for September to be bad, but it wouldn't be just because it's September. I would point to, well, look at our economy, look at the way they're handling the economy, look at this recession, 
and then look at the Fed. And the number one thing is going to be the Fed. But right now, what I would be the most worried about when it comes to the stock market is good news. Because if we get good news about the economy, meaning jobs numbers or people spending more money out in the economy, if for some reason the third quarter wasn't another slowdown, right? So we had two quarters of slowdown for technically a recession. If the third quarter doesn't slow down as quickly as the uh, first and second quarter did, that all seems like good news. Oh, great. You know, more mm -hmm. people are working. Oh, great. More people are shopping. Oh, great. The economy wasn't slowing down as fast as it had. That, that's all a problem because of the Fed. So the Fed huh. wants our economy to slow down. The Fed wants unemployment rates to go up. The Fed doesn't want people out, at least right now, making more money going out and spending it because they're going to continue to drive the cost of goods and services higher, which has been happening, which means they then have to come in and continue to raise interest rates. So in July, when we saw what I would refer to as a bear market rally, it was based on an idea, an assumption that maybe the Fed won't raise interest rates as much as they said they were going to. But since then, markets aren't doing too well. But also since then, the Fed's been out going, no, this is going to be painful. Businesses are going to feel the pain. Individuals are going to feel the pain. We are going to raise interest rates to slow this down, not because we're mean people, but because the effect of long-term inflation is even worse than the pain of them raising interest rates. So if I take a look at September, I don't think it's going to be a good month. If you haven't taken the time to take a look at your statement on your retirement account, or if you have an advisor that's telling you to hang in there, I don't know why you would. I mean, if you're near or close to retirement, right now I would want to take a more conservative approach. I think it's fairly predictable, although we can't predict things. We don't have a crystal ball. But if somebody said, hey, Mike, you have to decide. Are markets going to go up between now and the end of the year, or are markets going to go down between now and the end of the year? It would be easier to say they're going to go down. I mean, it, I don't think it's 50-50. There's no guarantee. It would be easier to say, you know what, looking at what's going on right now, that's the way we're trending. it's more probable See. they would go down, gotcha. right, than go up. If that's the case, and I, and I think a lot of our listeners are, are equally pessimistic, I don't know why they would go up. I mean, does it make sense? If you feel that way, then why are you not taking a closer look at your retirement account to make changes? Or if an advisor is telling you to hang in there, but you believe markets are going to go down, you're basically telling yourself that, uh, okay, I'm just going to get beat up some more until eventually it comes back. Um, there are plenty of investment options out there. We talk about inverse options. There are ways to make money in bad markets. So we've been using inverse options with our clients. There are ways to protect money in these markets and still get income or growth. You need to be having these conversations. Again, not somebody selling annuities. That's not what we're talking about. Um, but somebody who's going to take the time, show you all of the investment options that are available, and just help you make an informed decision for your personal situation. You know, with Wall Street so rocky lately, I've been reading more about the importance of investment management within our portfolios, and I know that's important to you. But Mike, at Talon Wealth, you also put a heavy emphasis on financial planning. If you had to pick, which is more important, the investment management or the financial planning part? <laughs> well, that's not exactly a 50-50 question there. But Am I the, asking you to basically pick your favorite child, I guess? Yeah, that's a little, okay. that's a tough one. So the financial plan, all right, let's just, 
I guess, uh, differentiate between the two. The financial plan is a written plan. It's this is how much you can spend adjusted for inflation and taxes and requirement of distributions. And these are future expenses. And it just maps out the next 20, 30, 40 years, right? Depending on how old you are, assuming a life expectancy to, to 95 or more. And so that's essentially a roadmap. The roadmap's extremely important, but our clients are certainly more interested because we, we just have to be, it's human nature. The portfolio management, right? So the actual management of your money that's set aside for retirement, the dollars and cents of it, the, the market's up today or the market's down today, or how much am I paying in fees? At the end of the year, mm-hmm. what was my average rate of return, net of fees? How much risk was I taking? That is going to be ultimately more important because we just feel stronger about the amount of money we've got set aside and which direction it's headed up or down. But what we're doing is that these two things are working together. So we're going to take active management of your portfolio, the way that it's invested, our ins and outs of markets, whether we think markets are going to go up so we're more aggressively invested or we think markets are going to go down so we're more conservative or inversely invested. That navigation is very, very important. But then when we combine that with a written financial plan that explains to people, well, this is how much you can spend without running out of money, or it's the personal life kind of thing. Mike, we would like to go buy a new car. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you work that into our financial plan and show us how that affects us long term? Or we'd like to buy a vacation home, or we'd like to go to Europe, or we'd like to do this and that. The financial planning part is, I think, the fun part for myself and our other advisors at Talon Wealth when we get to talk about real life and fun stuff and just map it out. The portfolio management is the technical side that is, uh, again, the ins and outs and the mechanics of managing money that, you know, sometimes clients are very, very interested in that. Then other times they're just like, Mike, you know what? You do the math. Um, Yes. Yeah, Mike, you do the math. That's what I'm paying you for, right? And then our clients Mm -hmm. also realize if we aren't doing a very good job, they just fire us, right? So... Obviously, we want to do a good job so we don't get fired. That's It's it's meant you, to be a symbiotic relationship, right? If we do well for you, then we're doing better for ourselves. And along the way, it'll be a good relationship. This is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Talon Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talon Private Wealth and the station are not affiliated. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This information should not be considered tax or legal. Legal advice. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or advisory services. Be sure to consult with a tax professional before implementing any investment strategy.